Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. Well, she's always right there when you need her. Sue Lundquist here, The Gratitude Cafe. Benny, it feels so good to be back in the seat again. Good to have you back. I know. Last week, I kind of had a cold. So if I'm sneezing and coughing, pardon me. My body had a cold. I don't have a cold. Sure. I don't. Well, we're going to warm it up today. We. Oh, yes. We're talking goddesses. We're talking sexy. We're talking sex. (laughs) (laughs) See? I can already hear it leaving the body. Yes, leaving the body. We're so excited. Ava Miles is going to join us today. Um, Can you be spiritual, successful, and sexy? How about how can you be a modern woman? What are you teaching your daughters about sex? What to say when someone hurts your feelings? Do you deserve abundance? All these are really good, juicy questions. We're going to talk about that, some vulnerability, some boundaries, and getting to the nitty-gritty about bringing out your inner goddess, and I'm very excited. Uh, Ava is actually joining us from New York, so us and those in New York listening to us live, of course, in New Mexico, Canada, Utah, all across the United States and the world. Thank you so much for joining in. Again, it's Gratitude Cafe, Sue Lundquist. New perspective, new thoughts, new ideas, new you. Uh, before we get started, I wanted to remind you of a couple other superstars. Of course, Mr. Benny, thank you. Our Welcome. producer, live sure. producer thank on the show. Thank you, thank you. Yes, I feel like... Dee, 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 dee. Oh, I don't need an applause. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank yes, you. you're very welcome. And my other superstar behind the scene, that gentleman is Josh Parkinson with Resonate Brand. Resonate helps you build beautiful mobile-friendly websites, but even more importantly, they help you build a web strategy that helps your business attract new customers, grow a following, and get higher in the search listings. And if you want to create an online course or membership that sells automatically without you lifting a finger, They can help you build and sell that, too. So contact Resonate Web Leadership for a free consultation and see what options they have for you. So go to www.resonateweb.agency and let them know, let Josh and his team know that you heard about him on the Gratitude Cafe and from Sue Lundquist. I've had a busy couple weeks. I've kind of gone here and there, and I was blessed to be. Dr. Joe Dispenza has, uh, in 2018, you guys hear me talk about his teachings quite a bit because it's, Super, super important, and the things that he's doing. Benny, we, we, um, so let me back up. 2018, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's doing week long events. People were going to, I personally witnessed at this week long in Santa Fe, they were coming in wheelchairs and they walked out. Wow, that's there was, impressive. There was, that's cool. I mean, there's so many miraculous healings mm-hmm. and things. There's, I mean, physical body healings, but there's mental healings. There's, I, it's just so powerful. So, Nice. All, yeah, it was. Nice. It's so beautiful. We were all crying and we're all cheering, and it's a big love fest. And I met some incredible, beautiful people. Some people from California. Some beautiful people right here in our Pacific Northwest. I was grouped with some amazing people. So I'm excited to reconnect and do some walking meditations with them while we're here and also abroad traveling. Um, 
I have, might have a chance to be going to Italy. Oh, really? With Dr. Joe Dispenza and lucky, his team. Lucky. I know. I'm so excited. Do a live remote. Oh, <laughs> duh. From you, the boot. There you go. From the boot. <laughs> All right, guys. Sue Lundquist here, Gratitude Cafe. The wonderful Ava Miles. Are you ready to get your goddessness on? Are you ready for the divine rock star, Benny? Are you ready for this show? You know I am. All right. (laughs) International best-selling author Ava Miles invites women everywhere to harness. Harness? To to harness. Or to to harness. Sure. Or to unleash their true goddess nature through her new book series. Now, she's got a book series, The Goddess Guide to Being a Woman. The one I specifically have, Goddesses Are Sexy, Enjoying a Loving Self-Image. Welcome, Ava. Hey, we're all about varnishing our goddess. I know. (laughs) Something like that. Well played, well played. Well played, darling. Thank you very much. Oh, well, it's so exciting to be here. And it's also so great to talk about healing. I have healing gifts, too, which is why I talk about divine rock stars, because there's so much uh, negative stories sometimes people have about what it means to be a healer. But healers are just about, like, setting you free and reminding you who you are. And it's like, that's just so great that you have had that experience because that's the healing energy that goes into my books. And that's how people tend to like really respond when they feel that energy on a deep level. So we're talking about unleashing the goddess within because it's like in all of us and the blockages just, you know, it's easy to get rid of them. Uh, All you got to do is just want to. You want to. And that's why we're here. We're going to give them the tools to do that, right? We're going to lead them to water and then brothers and sisters, drink that water. (laughs) And I love that you do have that spiritual aspect of it and the healer aspect of it. And we bring it all together. It's all about bringing all different modalities, different colors, different spices together to see what best fits for you, right? That's right. And we all have our special gifts, you know, and like unlocking those and learning what those are. Basically, that knowledge is sort of your divine, to me, rock star gifts to the world. Um, that's what truly sets you free and puts you on that life purpose um, path that makes you feel so happy and filled with the joy that is just truly you. I love it. All right, Ava, let's sit back. I want to know about you. I want to introduce you to my audience. Of course, I can do the formal bio, but let's get to know you. Let's let's talk about your walk through this process, and sure. then we'll jump into your books and some more juicy stories, okay? Sure. So uh, I already mentioned I've got healing gifts, and I've been spiritual since I was a kid. But the thing that people find most interesting is I used to rebuild war zones overseas in um, conflict-affected areas, and I had a very successful career in Washington doing that. And um, I'd always wanted to be a writer, but I was from a small town and a very traditional family in the Midwest, and people just didn't tell you you could be an author. It didn't even dawn on me that I could be a published author. author. So at uh, 39, I left a successful career making very good money in Washington. A lot of people thought that I was kind of crazy to follow my dream of being a writer, but I just went all in, and six months later I hit the bestseller list, and I haven't looked back. And it's been such a joy not just to go and write um, fictional books with healing messages, um, but also to write um, now fiction bo- or nonfiction books about this goddess series, and it's just great. So I'm, I always say, you can, like anybody who says they're too old to do something or they don't have, um, they have all these sort of constraints about, oh, I'm making this kind of money and I can't leave this. Um, if you really have that heartfelt desire, follow it because you're actually going to be living a better life than you could have ever imagined. Oh, that's so powerful. And thank you, Ava, for leading by example and the proverbial glass ceiling or the shoulda, coulda, wouldas or... Mm-hmm you know, bumping up against those um, boundaries or their, what's, what's the language I'm looking for, those expectations of how I should be. 
yeah. or how yeah. I should act because you really dive deep into that in your book. This more specifically, I was reading page eighty six to eighty eight, and I really liked the um, story of sacrifice and not wanting to give up your goddess, and teaching a young lady in the story as well about that. But we're going to get to that in just a minute. I want to, I want to talk a little bit more. How can people be spiritual and successful and that, you know, yummy buzzword sexy? How can we? Well, well, sure. First, to me, I mean, I think it's about being your true self and being authentic about that. And we sort of throw that word around a lot. But I also think it's about allowing other people to have their free will and being willing to see them and listen to them and to expect that they'll see the best in you, too. It's not about trying to tell other people how they need to live their life. It's blessing them if you're not a good match, for example. One, one of my realizations is I used to go to parties sometimes, and I would want to click with certain girls because I think, oh, well, we've got these things in common, but I just didn't feel like we were somehow, somehow and I used to think, gosh, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe there's something wrong with me. And I suddenly realized we just weren't a good match. Like, from a heart-centered place in terms of what we were wanting to put our attention on, like, for example, nothing against it, but they were wanting to talk about things that I just didn't really want to talk about. They weren't ones that fed my soul. And that was okay. But once I sort of said, we're just not a good match, it kind of took all that judgment off the table. And it also made me feel less wrong. And it also, like, for sure, made sure that it wasn't like I was judging them, thinking like, well, maybe it's them. Although, because I was raised to think that I was always wrong, that wasn't the one that always, like, struck me. It was always that I was wrong. So I think that that's part of it is that we just go and are willing to celebrate. To me, the more we celebrate people and the more we choose love, you know, and this is talk. This is coming from somebody who was in war zones, and, like, there were a lot of people making different choices, certainly not always loving choices, sometimes very violent, destructive choices. But in the midst of all of that, I would meet people who would talk about forgiveness and how they would need to forgive the people who killed their entire family. And they would be speaking about love and about the, like, absolute necessity to overcome the hatred that they had in their hearts and it just blew my mind every time because I thought my goodness this is what true love is and I think that's the part is to be able to get to that place of seeing the beauty and the good in in someone Abraham Lincoln I quoted yesterday said you know if you look for the bad in in someone you're going to see it surely you're going to see it and I think that's the piece is like living from your truest self. It's just deciding to be you. And it's not trying to, you change the world by just being you. You don't try to shape it through putting and imposing your beliefs on somebody else. And I feel like for me, being that spiritual person and then, of course, knowing what your sort of like what your greatest gifts are and what makes you the happiest, you're going to be successful at that. So it's kind of in a complete alignment. It's not about moving through life from that other sort of place in which you're sort of imposing stuff or you're trying to go and be a certain image. And I think that's the key. Oh, I think that's built brilliant. Okay, I've got a couple. I love the analogy of rebuilding the war zones. Yes, you literally went into war zones and rebuilt them. We all, as humans, have our own internal war zone, whether it's in our family, our work. I love that metaphor, though, right? Yeah, it's yeah, br- absolutely. It's, it's brilliant. So I want to recap, and I want to talk about living from your true self, because I think that's so valuable, especially... And I want to back up and just chat with you for a minute, Ava, because I talk a lot about this um, going. I've been in personal development for well over 30 years, 650,000 hours. I'm not tooting my horn. I'm just giving you background. Oh, yeah. I, you know, just letting you, you know. You love yourself. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> to the point where I love myself and everything about, right? I'm and that's all, great. And I love it. So where I'm going with this conversation is. I, when I'm coaching people or even coaching myself and I look at all these incredible people like yourself 
giving us these amazing tools. Although when we are first stepping into, let's use the word, our goddessness, yeah. we don't know who we are. We don't know what boundaries look like. We don't know what self-esteem looks like. Yeah. We have to start at ground zero, right? Is there some good tools and advice that you can offer these beautiful people from Well, that one of the position? things that I realized is there's this process, and, I've, and I'm actually witnessing this with um, some family members who have young children, and, you know, you can see the transition sort of start um, early, right? If yes. they're, when they're really little, they totally, like, they're, they're, they just, it doesn't dawn on them that people don't love them. They, like, take pictures of themselves, and they yes. laugh because they're so in love with themselves, and yes. they'll go up to a pure, like, complete stranger, unless they have some, you know, some parents who are scared of, like, strangers, but they'll go up to them, they'll just hug them, right? And they're just in that pure sort of state. And then sort of things start changing, right, because they go to school, and they start going and being told what a good girl is, what a bad boy is. Um, or what happens, right? And so suddenly you start seeing, unless, you know, parents are, you know, really specifically intentional and are, like, on on the ball about kind of stuff, because there are a lot of influences, right? There's school and there's social media and there's other kids. Um, Things start to sort of shift. And one thing that I realized is I was part of the assimilation sort of pact. You know, my parents really believed that their greatest offering to me as a parent was to form me in their image or form me in the image they thought was best for me. Mm. And that was why I always seemed to, like, be really unhappy is that I was sort of keeping my nose clean. But at the same time, it wasn't really – I had sort of limited – I had this, like – I was like bumper cars. I could only go so far out of this lane, (laughs) you know, and I didn't really fit in. So when I wanted to go overseas and do all this stuff, you know, and help conflict – you know, conflict about zones, nobody really knew what to do with me. And there was this implication that I was bad. Like I was a unique person with sort of special, you know, in quotation marks, but not in a celebrated way. And then there's other people who resist – um, like my best friend, for example, and she had that, you know, very specific, I'll call it, you know, FU energy, yes. um, that she wasn't going to let anybody tell her, like, who she was, but she ended up also not really being her true self because she didn't really know quite what that was. She just was trying to resist what they were trying to make her. Oh, and wait, wait, wait. I love that. I love that. There's two really big examples there because I was that girl. Mm-hmm. I wa- and I was raised by latchkey, you know, I, it, it, mm. and then when somebody tried to push that, that boundary on me or make me fit in their box, mm-hmm. what do you think I did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> push, push back, back. Yeah. yeah. And that's great because, you know, to me, that's a divine resilience. I talk a lot about resiliencies. Um, for example, in um, Goddesses Are Happy, um, which was the last um, book in the Goddess Guide series, and those divine resiliencies are really important because the thing is, people, for example, you know, I, I don't know you well, obviously, but my best friend, she didn't take on other people's stories about her. And that's something that I have been um, working quite a bit to overcome because I was punished if I didn't people please. I was punished if I stepped out of those boundaries. And so I started to shrink, and it was like it wasn't worth the cost of defying to be my to be my true self. And so, you know, what happens is it sets a pattern in place because then you start seeing the world that way, right? So yes. when you go and decide you're finally going to, like you, for me, I, I literally became so ill uh, overseas that I almost died. <laughs> um, that was my, my, my kind of like come to, come to the water sort of like realization is after nine months of being seriously ill. The universe then, is smacking you upside the head. Literally, yeah. miraculously being healed by a, a healer that my friend just happened to be dating who was a banker. I mean, it was just such an amazing sort of moment. <laughs> wow. Um, like, it was so of amazing. Of course it was, right? Because yeah. the um, unexpected happens. Yeah. And I had been asking, I literally had been asking for it to happen to me. And it was just like, okay. And then it did. And it was like, all right, 
I was, you know, 26 and nothing looked the same. I couldn't go to happy hours anymore and, like, talk about the same things anymore. Yeah. And I used to want to scream and be like, don't you understand? There's so much more to this, to this life, to this world than what we're talking about yes. here. And so for me, I ended up going through that transformation of being like, you know, how did I get to this place? Um, and then, of course, you know, I started writing more because writing was like my deepest, truest passion. And, you know, like there's a lot of great things you can express um, in writing, which, you know, most of us know, even if we journal. Oh, yes. um, journal is just a fictional, you know, sort of a different way of or a, or a nonfiction way of sort of doing it. But um, you need to start looking at your stories and you need to start looking at the types of things that you're taking on. You know, for example, do you see a dress in the window? This is a really simple example, but it's worked with a lot of people. Do you see a dress in the window or an outfit in the window sometimes and you really wish you could wear that, but you don't dare? Oh, that's a story and that's a pattern that's been put on you. And so why is it that you would feel, you know, you would feel good, happy, maybe even sexy in that dress? But you wouldn't dare wear that because so-and-so is going to say so-and-so or your husband's going to think it's too sexy or X, Y, Z. Those are the stories. And so when you start asking those questions and you start saying, why am I not moving towards something that makes me happy? Or why am I not taking that dance class? Um, or why am I not wanting to do that? Or why do I want to do that and I won't? Like those to me, they're simple, simple things. But that's when you start digging in and being like, if you can hear your mother's voice in your ear, then you know that it's not you. Oh, I love that. Did you guys catch all those tools? Okay, ask yourself the question. If you One, if you hear your mother or the person that raised you's voice in your head, it's, it's probably not your true self. Yeah. What makes you happy? If, if you are so muddled in the mud right now and you're still climbing out and you're doing the education and all of that, really stop and get your body grounded and think about, not even think because that's in your head, feel, feel from your heart what it feels like to be happy and do yeah. that and do yeah. that. And you know what? Buy the darn dress, get well, that right. thing on, put it on. And even if, even if it's in your bedroom yeah. and that's where you start, put that dang dress on, but buy it sisters and yeah. brothers. Who yeah. knows, right? And that happened to me, you know, my early goddess transformation, you know, I talk about it in goddesses are sexy. I remember even leaving a store and like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I finally turned around halfway home and I went back and I bought it and I was just like, okay, That's <laughs> like a good I just example. knew I needed to follow that. To me, it's a divine urging. It's our soul's urging, our goddess urging. Uh, and you know, that's, just part of it that's just part of like sort of that piece and then it starts to go and get you know even greater you know for example I bought a dress and I didn't think I didn't think I could wear it like I knew I needed to I was like I'm not ready to wear this yet it took me nine months to wear it it was kind of like the dress that Elizabeth Taylor wears in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof it was white very very elegant but still very sexy yes uh, and I finally was like I just made peace with the fact that I wasn't ready to wear it and finally when I did I felt so exposed but I also knew it was what I was supposed to do. Because sometimes when we're making that transformation, it doesn't feel comfortable completely. You know, there's the part oh, of our Oh, no, it heart. doesn't. you got to break through that. Yes. Yeah. Our heart sparks. And that's, to me, that divine spark. Because, you know, we have so many blockages, like in our hearts, for example, and our other parts of our bodies, in which we've been have this grime sort of put on us, you know. And so our heart sparks. And it's our, to me, it's like our goddess or God self, our soul's calling. Like, it sparks us. And we're like, oh, <gasps> And then, like, or we fall back into the energy of, like, the patterns, the junk, the stories, and the shame that we maybe haven't cleared. But we need to let the spark, like, we, we latch onto that spark. And the more you latch onto the spark and you move through it, the more momentum that you gather, 
so that you're able to do more of it. Because it really is, transformation is a building process, and you need to have those building blocks. And so in the beginning, it does feel really hard because you've got to, like, really look at the stories. And sometimes there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of unresolved emotions that don't feel really good. I mean, I remember crying for, like, a couple days on some of them, being like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that, like, you know, my parents said that to me or they did that. And it was, like, really, really wounding. And it was like, okay, and it's not to put it on your parents, but at the same time, when you're, when you're younger, and I didn't cry until I was, like, 24 pretty much, you know, which is no surprise I ended up almost dying, right? <laughs> but wow. I was told, you know, stiff upper lip, build a bridge and get over it, suck it up, you know, all of those things. And, like, it's really important for us to feel those emotions because once we let them pass through, we can't feel the good stuff if we aren't willing to feel the bad stuff and let it go. And allowing for that vulnerability to come yeah. in. Yes. Yeah. And there's... And I love what Ava's saying, audience, because there's a habit in that shame. There's that old story. That you know, that old story is a neurological pathway. It's a habit in your brain. So yeah. when she talks about, and it's scientifically proven, if you guys want to look it up, go for it. it when, when she's talking like this, there are habits. There's pre-programs, unconscious and conscious programs that's created a habit, a neurological pathway in your head. So when you start, when you start changing it, it will feel different. It's going to feel uncomfortable. But you've got to push through it and you've got to have that divine love and keep that, like Ava's talking about, that divine or what was it, the heart spark. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. Love it, love it, love it. All right. You know what? Um, oh, Benny, should we take a quick break anchor? Or should we? Okay. Let's do that because we've got a good chunk of time that I want to jump into the rest of your book. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. You are talking with Ava Miles, and we're talking about the goddess, the divine rock star, your heart spark, all of that. What is your story? What makes you happy? Are you taking on other people's stories of yourself? We're going to get to the nitty-gritty. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We'll be right back. Are the holidays a sad and stressful time of year for you? Learn how to undepress yourself in 30 minutes or less. Join our Beat the Holiday Blues Masterclass. You will receive immediate relief, and we will give you an easy-to-follow holistic prescription to help you stay connected, happy, and present so you can be your best self during this holiday season. Sign up at MiraKelly.com slash events. That is MiraKelly.com slash events. And Beat the Holiday Blues. Having trouble picking up the Alternative Talk 1150 signal? Well, whether you live in Portugal or Puyallup, Tasmania or Tacoma, India or Issaquah, you can get Alternative Talk 1150 programming streamed live on your computer via our website, 1150kknw.com. It's true. Just visit 1150kknw.com and click on the Listen Live button. Make sure you have an audio player installed that will play streaming MP3 audio such as Winamp, iTunes, or current versions of Real Player or Windows Player. Visit our website for more details. Remember, that's a 1150kknw.com. Ready to release pain? Energy is not bound by space. Whether you're in Tennessee or Sue's own backyard of Woodenville, Washington, Sue Lundquist can do both in-person and distance energy healing. Sue holistically integrates a range of energy healing modalities that break through blockages and work through both the physical and emotional energy body. You'll find both a guide and a healer in working with Sue. Hire Sue now at suelundquist.com or call 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. 
Want your business to be socially aware? Have top social butterfly and founder of Finally Social, Erin Alexander, make your brand the talk of the town. Erin will give you the tangible tools to expand your business exposure, work out an effective marketing plan, and boost your brand strategy. And right now, for a limited time, enter into a drawing for a free one-hour session with Erin. Want to know how? Well, that's easy. Hit up finallysocial.com forward slash radio. Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Thank you so much. Oh, it feels good to be back in the hot seat, all my lovely ones. The goddess guides, as in plural. We are talking to Ava Miles. We have had a very juicy first top of the hour. We have been talking about feeding your soul, less wrongdoing, no more judgment, opening your heart, and metaphorically and literally, uh, rebuild those war zones within yourself. Uh, Ava actually was a professional and did that, but also she had to go within and rebuild her war zone. Talking about not being wrong, judgment, um, being the deepest, truest, passionate self that you can be, living from your true self. We spoke about divine resilience and divine urge, which was super yummy. And have you guys been taking on other people's stories, the people that you that, were, that raised you, whether it was a parent, an aunt, whatever that looked like in your life? Are you taking on their stories? Ava was saying a really good tool. If you are wanting, I think it was the dress and uh, dress analogy, dress example, and you really want to buy that dress and something inside of you, maybe it's your mother's voice or something says, no, you can't buy that dress, but you really want it buy it anyways. Even if you have to put it on in your bedroom until you're comfortable to wear it out in public, do it. Create your own story. Really look at if if you are in the muck in the mud and you're not quite sure what you look like, start. Start feeling what feels happy to you. And, And that's the buzzword right there, folks. Feel what feels happy to you. Really look at that and dive in. We are going to jump in a little bit more about our old story, shame, worthiness, and getting over that and then creating that abundance in our lives. I want to remind all of you, you can find all of Ava's uh, website information at www.avamiles.com. That's A-V-A-M-I-L-E-S.com. All of her information will be there. Of course, you can find her book series and other information on Amazon.com. This book that we're specifically talking about in her series is Goddesses Are Sexy, Enjoying a Loving Self-Image. Again, Ava Miles. She's an international best-selling author. So welcome back, sweetheart. Yay. This Yay. is like all so yum. Yes. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. All right. Let's jump in, honey. Let's talk about that darn old story, how to overcome that shame, getting to the worthiness and um, deserving of abundance because we all are. Abundance in love, abundance in financial, all of that. Well, I think the other thing, um, I mean, Valentine's just sort of came and went. And I think one thing, too, is some of those old stories, we tend to replicate them in relationships. And so I think when we look around, and I know I had to do it, when I looked around, I was still, since I had those, I'll call them, you know, my, my shame glasses on, you know, my unworthiness glasses on, 
I was still in relationships with people that made me feel unworthy because that's what I thought I deserved. Mm. And I think a lot of times it's not just things get set into place when we're kids, but then, you know, say we end up going and dating um, a guy and then we date another guy or maybe we marry that guy and we get divorced. And one thing that I had a couple of my girlfriends do um, because I really felt like it was the thing is to sit down with a huge piece of, like, um, paper and start putting down what the similarities between those men and those relationships were and also what they what that girl thought she was getting out of the relationship and to circle the ones that were the same. And suddenly, some for, for all of them, it clicked that they were pretty much going and living this one story that started back in their home base about oh. who, they, who they were, who they thought they were, and what they thought they could get out of, like, um, a loving relationship. Because sometimes what we're told is love doesn't feel like love, and that's where that dissonance comes in, right? That's why kids get angry. Is like a parent will say that they love them, but they don't feel love. They don't feel, and for whatever reason, I would say you can't give to someone else what you don't have inside yourself. Mm. And so maybe they're so caught in their own stories and shame and, like, unworthiness that they can't give that love to that child. And so it just keeps getting perpetuated. And so for me, though, um, being able to sort of look at those relationships, because a lot of the blockages that we still have even as adults is because we're still attracting that same story, right? Uh, until we say, hey, I'm going to take these shame-coated glasses off and I'm going to put my goddess glasses on and I'm going to be willing to see something different in me and something different in the world and to say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't want that anymore. And then you say no to it. And then slowly over time, it sort of all shifts. Oh, I love that. Okay, so let's talk about that. If somebody's in a relationship, a marriage right mm-hmm. now, 10, 15 years, and things are starting to shift and they're putting their worthy glasses on. What's some, and that's huge in America. I mean, in any relationship, not even America, but that's huge because you go into a relationship in a marriage and they're fulfilling a need that you have, you know, when you first started. And then you start to change and evolve and educate and that starts to change. And so the rules within the relationship start to change. Well, right. Or you actually thought the person made promises to you and they didn't step up. Yes. Or they didn't, like, you know, follow through on them. You know, I mean, every, I mean, everyone knows in any relationship, you know, there's always two sides to the story. But I think that at the end of the day, do you feel happy with that person? Do you, do you feel fulfilled? Yes. Do you actually want to make love to that person? I mean, if, they're, if you're not answering yes to those things, like, there's something really wrong in that relationship. And it is scary, especially if you've got children. You have, you know, people say, oh, gosh, well, I've got a house with them, and I've got a mortgage, like, I've got all these things. And it's like, okay, but do you want to stay miserable for the rest of your life? And if you feel like you've been miserable long enough, can you take that anymore? Like, and why do you want to take it? You know, right. why do you want to keep taking that? You know, and it's not to say that people can't go in and try to talk about it. Um, I, you know, mentioned, like, there are different strategies that you can use for that. You know, you want to show up differently. Maybe you start looking for the good in your spouse when you haven't been able to see it. Maybe you start saying, okay, why did I feel like this guy was sexy? (laughs) And you haven't really felt that in the relationship. And so you start, like, sort of looking for that, and you start showing up differently. Maybe you start writing him little notes before he goes to work. Um, And then, you know, you go and, like, ask if he would go and, like, you know, maybe go out to dinner with you or meet you for happy hour after you get off of work. And you start trying to show up differently. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, maybe there are other issues and you really need to have that serious sit down in which you really are vulnerable and you express yourself. Um, but if those things and that person doesn't want to engage like that and, like, they just shut you down and you feel like that's not going to change, then maybe you do need to walk away. Um, but I always say, like, how much do you love yourself? And it isn't to say that it's not difficult. I mean, you know, I've had a few girlfriends in the last couple of years, you know, leave very, very um, 
what they thought were very good men in the beginning who ended up going and not stepping up, making really difficult and bad choices that ended up hurting them very badly. Um, and it was very traumatic, um, very, very traumatic. But at the same time, they're happier than they've ever been. And so I think that's the thing is, do you believe you can be happier than you are now? And if the answer is yes, then you have to follow what your inner goddess sort of tells you because ultimately she's the one that's going to lead you. Mm, God, that's so powerful. I can just see, I can just hear feel the people that I know are listening in our audience. It's just like it's the word reverberating that energetic yeah. oomph right yeah. there. Yeah, but a lot of sadness too because letting yeah. go of people letting that you loved and also the people that you've invested in. I mean, I know I've had women say, "But I've given him twenty years, and now I'm forty or I'm fifty or I'm sixty, and." I don't look the same, and, like, I'm supposed to step out. I sat next to these two women who were in their 60s at a restaurant in San Francisco last week, and they were talking. It was a beautiful conversation, both very spiritually grounded women. I mean, literally, we were right next to each other, you know, oh, so I could awesome. tell. But the one woman said that she had, she had um, put up with his stuff because she didn't want to hurt his feelings. And, like, I wrote about that in The Goddess Guides, and yes. I'm, like, listening, and I'm, like, it's because we as women are taught that we're supposed to put up with it and we're not supposed to hurt other people's feelings. And that's to our detriment because it's not about that. It's about being honest about how you feel and taking responsibility for your emotions, not trying to shame someone or say that they're wrong, but saying, this is how I feel when you do this. Or, you know, maybe I'm like, maybe I'm reading what you're trying to do wrong, but I'm feeling like this and I don't feel really good. And can we please go and like talk about this because, or can we just hug each other? Because I don't want to keep going like this. And I just thought it was so interesting that she said that she'd been in this long-term marriage because she wasn't, she didn't want to hurt his feelings. Mm. And now she's 60 and she's trying to get out in the dating thing and she's terrified, but really brave. And I thought, very brave. And you know, well, and, and let's, Ava, if we could, let's take a look at both of that with, with some compassion glasses, because he, he was led into this story that everything was okay. Well, right? yeah, because or he of decided her to system. avoid it, you know. I or mean, avoidance, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. 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 So there's always, there, let's have compassion for both sides. But I also oh, yeah. think, I, and I'm not saying you're not by any shape of the imagination or anything, but also having gratitude. I like, Ava, what you said. There was a tool that you suggested. If things just don't fulfill, do not feel fulfilling or happy. Start looking within yourself and you showing up differently. You, the person, you yourself are feeling different. So start showing up different. Do different things. Go out on a date night. Start. And if he or she, whoever, whatever side, you're, whatever uh-huh. this looks like to you, if they show up and are reciprocating and showing up to help and to work on this, great. If not then there's a different conversation you have to have. So I think that's a really valuable tool. Look within yourself first and foremost, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, that's what the goddess gods are all about. It's about. It's not about me telling you how to be a goddess. It's about me telling, helping you get over your stories and sort of see, like, what yes. I've seen in, like, working with people. What are common sort of themes about, like, women's issues, you know, that I've seen across the world? How do we get over those stories? How do we call them out there and, like, you know, own them and stop being either victims or avoid them. I mean, sometimes it's like, that's how it is. But the truest part is, you know, when you're really in touch with your heart, you know the best thing for you. And that's what the goddess journey is all about. That's what the God journey is all about. As we as humans, it's like to come here is to truly know who we are and what feels right and what feels good to us and how to move from that place. Uh, And that's what the goddess series is all about. I love that. So audience, a couple tools. So if you're looking for that perfect mate... Look at your common theme, and and Ava, please step in if I get this a little wonky and you have better language to articulate. Please do that. 
So look at the what are you what are you perpetuating in this relationship or or have been perpetuating in your past relationships? Look at the common theme and things that you do not want to have happen. And then look at that and say, nope, I'm changing that habit. I'm changing that old story. Mm-hmm. I want to be happy. I'm reinvesting myself. Is, is that appropriate language? I want to make sure I'm, I'm articulating that correctly. Yeah, no, that's appropriate language. And I think the other thing is that you're going to see, and it's something that I certainly have seen in um, the people that have done that particular exercise, is you're going to see what love has been defined as for you. Ooh. And what kind of love you feel you deserve. And that's when you get to go and do the good stuff because then you get to say, oh, my gosh. For example, for me, I was dating un- um, uh, emotionally unavailable men because my father's an alcoholic. Mm. And I was used to that. That's what I thought love was, is I didn't expect a man to be able to show up for me because he was always, like, dealing with his own thing and trying to numb, numb himself out and numb his own pain out. And so then I realized, oh, my goodness, that's what I thought love was. Cause my dad does love me. You know, my father really does genuinely love me, but he he has a problem, um, and that particular problem is still un, yet unre- like it's it's not resolved yet. And so I was going and thinking that men were emotionally unavailable to me, and that yet they still loved me, um, but that didn't make me feel good, if that makes sense. And so once well, that's I powerful. Realized- Wait, let's back up. Let's back up because you can still love somebody, but still not have. That um, it's not attachment. What's the language I'm looking for? Because attachment's got such a negative connotation. That's really powerful what you just said, Ava. Because you can still love somebody. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's... you can. Um, but at the same time, not feel. I guess the word I would use is fulfilled by them. Yes, fulfilled. Yes. Or even happy. Let's just basics, right? Happy. Yeah. You can yeah. still. And I talk to my. I've got three teenage girls, and I I talk to them. You can still love somebody, but you don't have to have them in your life. Well, right. And that's the blessing part, right? That's yes. the thing. I'm not a good match. And, Blessings um, to you, sweetheart. Have a good yeah. life. Yeah. I love that you said that was at the top of the hour, guys. That was another thing. You do not have to be around people you don't want to be. Nor, And that's not a judgment call. That doesn't make you wrong. doesn't make them wrong. It just you have different interests. So you yeah. just say, bless you. Love you yeah. to pieces. Have a great time. Okay. So back on the this the the theme of worthiness and being fulfilled, I really think that's so powerful. Well, that's when the good stuff starts to happen. So then you write down the list of what kinds of relationships that you want. Yes. You know, and, and you also, you know, in searching for that, you say, okay, what does true love look like, feel like for me? And I don't mean necessarily romantic love, although romantic love in some respects has some of the same pieces, right? Except there's just a sexual piece that's very important and very powerful in terms yes. of connection. But, you know, it looks, you know, like you can have a bad day, they can have a bad day, and you support each other, for example. Yes. Um, you know, I was raised as, you know, like in the women in my family, you sacrificed your needs for other people, and you worried about them to death because that was what love was. Oh, yes. The people you pleaser. Know? I'm a recovering people pleaser. Yep. <laughs> you know, and like that was like, but that wasn't, that didn't feel loving because you always felt like you were sucked dry. You always didn't have enough energy for you. You didn't, you always were like, I give so much and they don't give enough. And oh, and then there's the resentment. Oh, yeah. And then that Love comes up. that. Bitterness by the oh, age of like, yeah. what have you. You know, you have bitter aunt XYZ who just like always snaps at everybody, <laughs> you know, and complains about how much she gives to you. And then you're just like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be like that. No. Um, you know, and bless her because, you know, that's what the life was that she was told that she needed to have. And she didn't feel like she could break out of that. But there's so much opportunity now, I feel like, for women. And we're also ripe for it just to break out. Um, when I look at this year and everything that's gone on between 
the Hillary Trump sort of like presidential candidate and like all the, t- all the discussion about women and leadership and that to Wonder Woman and now to like Me Too. I mean, it's like I've never seen such a powerful thing to say women are as mad as hell and they don't want to take it anymore, but they want to stand up. They want to be themselves. They want to be seen and heard, but they also want to say these are the things that I want and these are the things that are unacceptable and they're putting people on notice about it, but they're also putting themselves on notice and saying those old stories and old ways that I've been acting and walking in the world are no longer valid. Bam! Yes, I love that. No more. Absolutely love that. And that's for anybody across the board, not just women. It's just, it's your inner goddess, right? Yeah. It really is. And defining what that means to you Oh, my heavens, we've talked a lot. Let me recap a little bit and remind you, uh, we're talking to Ava Miles. Her website is simply www.avamiles.com. That's spelled A-V-A-M-I-L-E-S.com. She has a series of books. We happen to be talking about Goddesses Are Sexy, Enjoying a Loving Self-Image. She's also an international best-selling author. We have been talking about, um, if, if you're in or around people and you feel as though you don't want to have conversations with them or be with them or, or any of that, it's okay. It's not you being less wrong or them being wrong or you throwing or sprinkling that little judgment card on them. It's just saying, you know what? It's not what I want to talk about. Like, for example, audience, you've heard me and Ava, you can chime in, please. I, I don't watch the news. That's just, I have no interest in watching the news. I talk to my husband, say, is there anything, you know, I'll hear something whether, you know, blessings to the people in Florida about the shooting and all of that. But I just, I don't, and especially politics, it's not anything that's my focus. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I'm like, blessings to all of you. It's just not, not something I want to have my focus on because it's so negative and drowning, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no judgment. It's just not something I want to put my attention on. So th- th- this is the conversation we're having, audience, and we're telling you and educating you and giving you the tools. So... If you are in a situation, it could be professional, it could be personal. If you're in a situation and you feel something is off, isn't quite right, how are you? This is a really good question. How are you showing up to be and how can you change and start changing? I think that's a really, really powerful, powerful tool. And are you perpetuating the ideal, the old habit, the old relationship, the old job, the old emotions? Meaning, is there that deep-seated habit that you're like, oh, my God, I must have gotten that from, you know, I don't know, the ex-boyfriend that cheated on me in ninth grade or I don't know, something. Or it's an old parent program, right, Ava? Mm -hmm. It could be all of that. Start really looking at your divine self, looking at the stories that you're telling yourself and feel what makes you feel happy. Look Lush, at that. Yeah, luscious, delicious. L- yes. I mean, like decadent. Like there's so many good things once you start letting go of shame and unworthiness because those are like grime. And once you say, okay, look, I'm going to scrape it off. I'm going to wash it off. Then it's like suddenly you realize you're so sparkly and you're so beautiful and you're so sexy. Like it just starts naturally building. And it, like I said, doesn't feel comfortable because it's almost like after you've been, um, uh, I'm just thinking of like somebody who's been in a, maybe it's because I'm from the Midwest, in a barn for like three days. Like the light, <laughs> the light is like really powerful, right? And like yes. you, don't, you don't feel like it's, it like sometimes hurts to have the sunlight on your skin after you've been in like darkness for a long time. And it's like physiologically true. It's the same with this transformation. But yes. like I said, anybody who goes through it, you know, like you just like people look at me now and like they love to hear me laugh. 
um, except people who would like want to be in their cloak of misery at restaurants. Cause oh, then look yes. Stare at me. Oh, and yeah. Like, I'm not dimming my joy down for you. I was like, just not going to happen. Like, I'm. I, you know. I was just telling somebody this, <laughs> Ava. I got kicked out of a restaurant with an older uh, female friend of mine for laughing too loud. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can actually. Uh, I can totally imagine. Yeah, I, I, Benny's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Benny, I'm with Ava. And I think she, we're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not on a bad level. It's an absolutely. You're enjoying the moment. Yes. You just Oh yeah, of a, course. They yeah, obviously it's like, pe- it's like yeah. people who get all upset when like little kids are laughing too loud. I'm like, if you can't appreciate children's laughter, oh, giggles, that's juicy. Like you really are having like some serious blockages in a yeah. bad day. And like, yeah. bless you for it. But like, I'm not going to dim my joy down and they shouldn't dim their joy down for you just because you're having a tough time. You just remove yourself. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? Let's start with the energy. Uh, you know, the old, uh, and I want you guys in the energy, the passion starts in the lower um, groin area. So, you know, the old hula hoop move. Mm-hmm. Start moving your hips and do the hula hoop move and get that all the way up to your belly button and then your rib cage and then your chest. That's right. And wiggle it all the way to your shoulders and start getting that energy moving because that's where the blockage is. That's the shame. That's yeah. the guilt. That's all of that. And the passion is the driver from the very base of your energy system. So get that moving and push it up. Yeah, Shakira had it right, Hips Don't Lie, and that song was a, like, number one hit because when people danced like that with their hips, like, oh, it get goosebumps. so much, right? Yes. They felt so, they felt like freaking Shakira, right? You feel yes. so good about yourself in your own body, in your own self, in your own kitchen or bathroom or shower, and it, like, it just shakes out. My sister, one of my sisters is a belly dancer, and she will just start shaking her body, and it just vibrates and shakes loose all that stuff, and it's just so great. But, like, moving your body, yes. but also then you start to feel what it feels like to feel delicious in your body because, you know, that's true intimacy and passion, too, you know? And, like, we get coated in that junk, too, which, it prov- like, prevents us from having that type of, like, really delicious connection and lovemaking, you know? So there's so much about, like, the hula hoops or just, like, putting on that Hips Don't Lie song or other stuff that just make you feel great. Hips Don't Lie. See, for me, it's disco. Benny laughs. But oh, it's disco. Awesome. I and Benny's just alive, like, all right, here we go. Stand alive, stand alive. Yes. You two at a party would be a great time. And getting mm. jiggy with it. Will <laughs> Smith. I still dance. I dance on the kitchen counters. I will get up on them, and like it doesn't matter. Oh, I <laughs> love it. You be careful it. up there. You be careful up there. Yeah. <laughs> Benny's like, oh, his daddy hat just came on. Yeah, getting jiggy with it. I'm like, come on, let's play it again. He's oh, like, that's suit. A fun, I, love that I know. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And. I, and audience, this show, this is why I do this. It is a new perspective. It's new thoughts. It's new ideas. It is practical tools. You've heard us for the last hour talking about your inner goddess, male, female, white, black, purple. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Relationship. It's about loving with what's inside you. It's about changing your old patterns, changing your old story, changing your old habits. Now, all of that, changing habits, stories, all of that is going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to because you've got an old pattern. You've got an old habit, an old story that you're telling yourself. So really get moving, really get into that space, that heart space of love, move your lower body, get the passion welling up from the, the base of your energy system and move move up and out through your pain and your shame. And if you start coughing, great, because that's the energy moving forward. Don't be shy. Get it going. And then really release it. I and Ava, you, I don't know if you do this or not, but I, I honestly suggest to my audience, people I work with, go throw a tantrum, go 
throw a tantrum and scream in the pillowcase. Do what you oh, need yeah. to do to release that energy. Yeah. Well, you'll love this. One of the things when I was um, when I had healing clients, um, you know, Chinese medicine, the liver is the seat of anger, and I would focus because there'd be so much um, pain in their in their liver, and I would hear swear words, and I thought, how interesting. And so what I realized is that all of the repressed anger, like swear words, um, I mean, I believe in the power of words. Those words especially are so loaded with anger. Yes. And like I told people, I'm like, you need to like speak your swear words. You need to yell them out because there's so many things that you didn't say in a moment. And it's, you want to be conscious about your anger, but I'm like, you need to release them because it's still trapped in there. Yes. <laughs> so you got to let it out, but like you let it out in a loving and conscious way. You know, I always say you don't like blast at the person in front of you. That's why um, the tantrums are good. Go yeah. off on yourself, right? Yeah. You know, go and let that energy out. Or talk to a trusted friend. You know, sometimes yes. like I need my, Vent. I mean, my best friend and I were like, we need to express, you know, I mean, yeah. I've been, you know, I was like, ah, you know. Yeah, vent it off. <laughs> Vent yeah, it off. Right yeah, it but down. now this is really important, Ave. I, I can't even I talk. Hey, <laughs> this is really important because when you vent it off, there's got to be a solution and something at the end. You can vent it off, but it's not a pity pot. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. other thing is, like, when you truly, like, express it in a conscious way, um, you feel so much better afterwards. Yes. I mean, like, even crying, you know, like, it was difficult for me to, like, start crying. But I always say, like, I, I knew I was going to feel better, so I would sort of, like, remember that, and then I would just let it go, like, move through. But even, like, I mean, you know, I'm remembering, you know, like, the other part is how many times have you finally just, like, gotten to a place where you're so upset about something that you speak your truth to somebody, and then even though you might have been scared or you might have been really upset, you feel this incredible incredible like relief oh and you feel totally so afterwards and, and like, you I lose mean, weight yeah and you're like oh my <laughs> gosh I mean I remember the first time I did that I ended up going and it was in a professional situation but this one particular partner that we had he was uh Greek and he would just yell at me in every conversation and I was oh. like I, I would used to just shudder and I finally he like called at the last hour to try to change and be like difficult again and I just told him, like, and I literally was a little tough. I was like, you know, something like, you know, this is not how it's going to be, and you can't go and, like, come here at the last minute. And, like, granted, it's victim-perpetrator language, but, you know, yeah, 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 I didn't yeah. know these things. But I got off the phone, and he was like, well, fine. And he hung up on me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so good. Because <laughs> I actually had finally called him on stuff, and I had stood my ground, and I had also expressed in an emotional way that was supportive. And I was like, I remember that was my first time I'd ever done that. I was like, oh, man, this feels great. <laughs> It does. But Uh, there's a great way about speaking your truth. And like I said, you can do it in a loving and kind way. Um, You don't have to, you know, like it's very important to be conscious of the language that you use, not to use victim perpetrator language, but also to like express sort of those inner emotions. Because to me, the truest expression of ourselves, that's what leads to wholeness. And that part is so important for all of us. Oh, and there's two really big big emotions, big feelings for every human being, and that's to be validated yeah. and to be understood yeah. with the umbrella of being heard mm-hmm. because that's so important. Do you want your soul, your person that you love, that you carry with you 24-7 to feel validated, to feel whole, to feel understood, to feel heard? I know that I want to speak my truth, and I want to be honest in, in my expression in my feelings in everything that I do whether it's an intimacy my children professional all of that and I want that to exude I want that to exude in everything that I do does that make sense oh yeah absolutely it's, it's and it's so juicy and freeing and to know that you know what 
I am nurturing. I am loving. I am awesome. If that's the word I want to use, I'm, and, and to be good with that. And the ones that are shying away from that or want you to dim the light because it's too bright, then you know what? Bless them and send them on their way. Yep. Yep. Keep that goddess in you, you divine rock star, you. Well, yep. we have about four more minutes, Ava. Is there something that we want to end with? I We've... think let's just go and end with a blessing for all the people who are really wanting to make this transformation but are still scared. And for those mm. people who have maybe done a couple forays and then, you know, realized that maybe their spouse wasn't okay with it. Maybe their kids were like, what do you mean you're not going to cook every night? Like, uh, and you're going to go off to a dance class, you know, um, <laughs> for example. Or oh, maybe yeah. it's a single woman who has, you know, gotten hurt so many times in a relationship that she's scared to, like, talk to that guy in the bar who, like, sent her down a drink and, like, has been really sweet to her. So I think let's just bless all those people and say um, the stories that you've had uh, no longer serve you and the stories can go. And today's the day to face the fears and to realize that love is here and it's yours, that you are beautiful, you are bright, you are shiny, and that the world is your oyster and it's time to rise to it. Mm. Take a minute and get that all in your veins, brothers and sisters. Oh, that was a beautiful blessing. All right. For the last hour, we have been talking to the wonderful Ava Miles, international best-selling author. Now, this happens to be The Goddesses Are Sexy. How many are in this series, love? There are nine. There's nine and more coming, I'm assuming. Actually, nine looks like it's going to be a um, okay. sort of the good, the good sort of piece because I talk about, you know, money and sex and sexiness, obviously, and beauty, um, but about expression, about power, uh, personal power. Um, like all the topics I felt like were the big ones that tend to trip us as women up. Um, but I've got another book that I'm um, working on called Soul Opportunities because I believe that there are moments in our lives in which we can jump forward into like happiness and there are other moments in which we sort of step back from those moments and it ends up really like detouring us in, a, in ways that aren't happy. So uh, there's, uh, there's more coming. It's really exciting. Ooh, I <laughs> like that book, Soul Opportunities. Ooh, that sounds wonderful. And let's remind everybody how they can get a hold of you, you beautiful goddessness. And that's www.avamiles.com. That's spelled www.avamiles.com. All of her books are at amazon.com. Please buy them there. Also, remember, people, write a review. Write a review there. Oh, that's, yeah, thanks. Yeah, because that's, so that's yeah. super good. I'm an author, and I know that. And it, it's just, yeah. we, we want to, and it's nice from authors or radio hosts <clears throat> to hear what we're doing and how we're making changes and helping you to make those changes, right? Oh, absolutely. I love those emails in which people say, like, you've changed my perspective about this, or I was able to, you know, leave a like I've written about domestic violence and I was able to leave my abusive husband because I listened to what you said and like I really believed I could do it and I was like wow those are just the most beautiful like messages ever oh there's beautiful and and to know that you've made a difference and Ava I see you I love you I see Uh that you're making a difference love and thank you so much for shining your light I know you've had your journey through the war zone metaphorically and realistically so thank you so much for shining your light 
Oh, and, you too, Sue. Oh. It's been such a gift. I feel so like I, my heart just like is hugging you. <laughs> oh, thank you, sweetheart. And I want to hear from you when Soul Opportunities comes back, okay? Okay, that's great. That'd be so fun. All right, love. All right, we are at the top of our hour, guys. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We're going to be back next week. Until then, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.